There's a right way to walk. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we often take you down TBTL memory lane, including interviews with fans, clip shows of TBTL, and if we're feeling cheeky, clip shows of our own show, or even the occasional unboxing show where I get sex dolls in the mail and weep uncontrollably. But this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you just the recap of last week's TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell. A veteran podcaster coming to you from Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. And joining me from the Carter Subaru Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, you charming doll face. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. And now from the AutoZone Studios in the Brighton neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts, it's Bobby Shufflin' Papes Pape. Good morning. We're dusting that one off. All right. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> Which one? The AutoZone Studios or the Shufflin' Papes? Well, the AutoZone Studios um, tends to ebb and flow with the sports seasons, so that's fine. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's probably just it's getting geared up for March Madness. But, uh, you know, the Shufflin' Papes, it's just strange to me when you decide to celebrate the work of Aaron Mason. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I agree. I agree. Very much so. Um, there's not much that I celebrate about Aaron Mason, but that was a good one, I thought. Anyway, just be happy I didn't introduce you as the author of uh, Word Freak and a few moments of panic, <laughs> a few seconds of panic or whatever it is, because I really hate that guy. Uh, all right. As always, we'll talk some LRB business, give you our sizzling hot takes on the recap, keep some house, and then let you know how to get involved. I suck at business. So who's on the business this morning? I believe that's me. Oh, it is it's me. afternoon. Who's on the business this afternoon? It's still morning. Almost. It's still morning. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Don't get ahead of yourself. If we do this right, yep. it'll be morning for the whole episode. Yay. Uh, mm. <laughs> let's start with your Friday show. If you haven't listened to it yet, um, you've had a couple of chances now because, uh, with the exception of a new introduction by me, uh, your Friday show was a, well, let's say an LRB classic from 2016. Uh, March marks the two-year anniversary of Anne Lundholm's addition to Little Red Bandwagon. And um, I was feeling nostalgic earlier this week, so I started listening to some of the earlier shows, stumbled across Anne's first show, and was so delighted by it that I wanted to bring it back and share it with everyone again. We've got a few more listeners than we had a couple of years ago. Uh, and so I think it was new for some folks. And then there are people like Andrea Ballard who posted that she had just recently re-listened to that episode independently of our feed because she wanted more Anne in her life. And so we were really mm -hmm. super serving Andrea Ballard this week. Mm -hmm. uh, we can base all of our programming decisions around Andrea's preferences, I think. Yeah, she's good taste. She's got definitely a tastemaker in the podcasting yeah. world. I mean, her podcast is already far head and shoulders above the quality of ours. And tastes way better. Yeah, it does. Well, it's not hard to accomplish. All right. So your homework, uh, listeners, if you haven't listened to Friday's show yet, go back and listen to it. If you listen to it when it originally aired, listen to it again. And then when you're done with that, go listen to the backlog of the preheated podcast if you're not. Uh, next up, Mike, give a stump date for us. How's it going up on two sticks? Well, uh, I have good news and bad news. Um, I... I am up on two sticks, but not very well yet. And the the problem is when when I went to get um to get my new leg on Monday, they they were putting it together and then they were kind of trying to you know tune it up with my other leg so it's they're exactly the same. Um, you know, the, my stride is perfect and whatever. They discovered there was a broken part in the ankle of my my older stick. So, um, while I can walk on it with a walker and I can get up on my feet in the house and, you know, walk around by leaning on counters or touching the walls, the, um, the right prosthetic, the older prosthetic just pitches out, which makes my knee go toward the other knee. 
Um, so it's kind of like when you watch people walk with like the the polio braces or whatever. It's just my my right prosthetic kind of just juts off, you know, kind of weakly. So I have to get that part, which is under warranty and on order, but I don't know when I'm going to have it. But I, so I won't really be more or less full time on my feet until then because I'm just not steady enough. And and I, I have to be on even ground mm-hmm. at this point. Mike, too. you you told me earlier in the week about this and when you told me that part of your your ankle was broken, I was going to say, oh, no, that must hurt. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> if you're going to break your ankle, hey, this is a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I I probably, you know, I was probably a little too vigorous in my walking before, and I just <laughs> broke my ankle. At least it doesn't nice. hurt. No, it does not. It does not. It's the best broken ankle I've ever had. Yeah. I like to think that you just took it into the dealership, and they just wrapped it up with some bags of ice and an ace bandage and sent you back out on the sideline <laughs> they basically said we'll order that part um do what you can to try to walk but uh don't don't do anything ambitious because it's not gonna work right the insurance company but, can't put you in a rental while it's in the body shop <laughs> no it rent has, this this is a custom item which is why i was always i was very alarmed to find out that they sell these legs people sell these legs on ebay because it's a it's very much a custom item to your <clears throat> to your body but um but anyway they wanted they weren't going to just like not give me the other leg and you know say you shouldn't be walking or whatever they wanted to get me in the other leg just for a little not so much for the walking part of it but for the getting used to having it on so i am ramping that up about a half an hour every day because it is it is painful at first to wear these things well more power to you and uh let us know when you get it back fixed and uh when we can start booking those marathons <laughs> all right i'll be there triathlon is more my okay well yeah i mean uh meredith you mentioned right before we started that we need to name your studios are you comfortable with the Carter Subaru? Stu- I don't even know if there's a Carter dealership in uh, Lincoln Park. I know that's. I like a- that. I do. So- I do have a Subaru, so you know that's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't been to a dealer here, and I don't even know what my local Subaru dealership is. Let me Google it. Subaru dealer four eight one four six Glassman Subaru. Glassman. No games. Oh, okay. No gimmicks. No nonsense. That sounds Glassman. like the kind of slogan that you could put on the uh, sponsored inbox of Little Red Bandwagon. Yeah. He said Glassman Subaru? Glassman Subaru, no games, no gimmicks, right. no nonsense. Just like our show. That's right. No, no, that's the opposite. All <laughs> nonsense. We're recapping nonsense. How could it not be nonsense? That's true. We are what we uh, eat. Uh, speaking of what we eat, I've got a throw your phone moment from listener Emily in Minnesota who writes, this is a combination of a throw of a, uh, let me start that over. I'm not going to edit this out. I'm just starting it over for my sake. This is a combination throw my phone slash hug my phone. And I'm sorry that I'm going to be the weirdo that keeps directing this at LRP instead of TBTL. Emily, that's okay. We'll actually read it. And that's what we're here for. Exactly. That's why we made this (laughs) website because no one else will listen. (laughs) That's why you're here to listen to our blog. Um, Anne and Christy, I am both delighted and angry that I now know about Cadbury Media Blondies. I'm going to have to make them and just be grateful that I have an office full of engineers and a weekly craft group that I can feed them to so I don't just sit in front of the TV with the whole pan. I don't see a flaw with that that plan either, Emily. It's uh, I've never done I've never taken a like a, a pan of treats, you know, and just directly dug into it like that that and that's some good shame eating right there like with a fork just no, don't even <laughs> just take up. right oh my i never even thought of that that's put that on the agenda for me yep so we're all coming to minnesota emily but we each need our own pan so let's set that up <laughs> and let us know the the fork and pan that'll be her uh bakery <laughs> is that with like uh like a rock and roll like with the n fork and pan fork Fork, fork, yeah, fork and pan, and there's there's cats everywhere. <laughs> Even though we don't promise it in the name at all, they're just cats. They're crawling all over you. Sounds great. I wouldn't have it any Sounds other like way. Sounds like my house. <laughs> yeah. Why not your house? Yeah. 
Uh, and with that, I think we'll leave the rest of the three your phone moments for the middle of the week. We've just got a couple that landed on Tuesday, I think. Uh, why don't we get started with our weekend review? All right, that's Monday, 2584, The Butt of the Spear. This show starts out with uh, Luke basically asking Andrew to take his APM cybersecurity test for him. Um, Luke elucidates his plans to get drunk and take the test tonight. Um, but they end up logging in and kind of going through it. And I, I just can't I just can't believe it. I mean, I can because I know Luke now, but he really didn't want to take this test and he really wanted Andrew to just do it for him. It was, There's a lot of entitled etiquette this week. It was extremely entitled. <laughs> like, and Andrew, it was. It's mostly Andrew's responsibility too, because he was going to do it. Yeah, he's an enabler. Uh, I wrote a quote. I I think it was Luke, uh, and it was just let's just call it what it is: nightmare. <laughs> because this is apparently what's keeping people up at night. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, they learned that Nate, Toby's boss, listens to the show, and it very much freaks them out. Guys, your show's on the internet. Anyone could listen to it. I would hope that some people at APM have it in their feeds. Yeah, I would think that the higher-ups would, would be interested in popping in now and then and checking the quality of the shows that they're producing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Andrew tells us a story of an assignment he had in elementary school where I guess they had to read Columbo? and do some sort of presentation on it. And he had planned, this was a story about procrastination and he had planned to read it into a tape player and was going to do it the, literally the night before and then realized that it was going to take much too long. And so his parents helped him come up with a, an alternate plan where he dressed up as Columbo and, and uh, presented the story to the class and he got an A. Um, those stories never worked out that well for me. No. You know, if I procrastinated a project, my parents would be like, yeah. oh, gotta learn your lesson don't i wouldn't do that even next tell time. him i wouldn't oh, even no. tell him <laughs> i don't think i would have either isn't yeah. that when you just call in sick for like a week straight in school and then oh, just yeah. hope that it never catches up to you go over to grandma's watch sesame street had toasted cheese sandwiches and chocolate milk that's that was my sick day when i was a kid that was i may amazing. have busted a few old school thermometers on a light bulb <laughs> faking a fever it's quite possible um the top story for today is that kids are holding phones so much that they can't hold pencils anymore. And handwriting <laughs> so is a lost art. And this just strikes me as another one of these, like, the printing press is going to ruin society. You know, it's just old people wringing their hands about young people. And it irritated me. And it's true that we're probably not writing as much, but that's probably why we can't hold pencils. And I, I also debate that whole premise. Can we not hold pencils? One kid in the article couldn't hold a pencil. That's like a New York Times trend piece. One kid not right. holding pencils anymore in Brooklyn. There are plenty of people that grew up holding pencils that I would look at and go, you're not, you can't, can you hold a pencil? You know, like some people have bad pencil grips and you see a kid with a bad pencil grip and you think this, this, it's the iPads and the Nintendo Power Gloves are ruining everything. Right, exactly. No, there were kids that held pencils awkwardly when, when we were kids. Too. Well, and people who have terrible handwriting and who don't like yeah. to write, and it's yep. nice that we have an alternate tool to communicate yeah. with script. Um, I actually have been thinking about my handwriting a lot lately, and I ordered this before the show, um, but I just got in the mail, I just got it from Amazon today, the Spencerian System of Penmanship. And it is uh, five, I think it's nine lessons, and um, I have five practice books, and I'm going to try and actually improve my handwriting. Not because of this dumb story, but just because my handwriting kind of sucks, and I want to see if I can make it better. So we'll see how that goes. Um, that I think was this... $19.90 from the Spencerian collection? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> can we put a link in the show notes through the Amazon referral link? Because last time I posted an Amazon referral link on the LRB page, and got six pounds of Cadbury Mini Eggs. Let's do it. So maybe somebody else will get a handwriting thing. I have to admit that I gave up on handwriting. I was terrible at it. And as we all know, the things that I suck at are, are terrible things. So I thought it was stupid. So I learned how to do the handwriting to get through um, school. But uh, the the moment that a teacher didn't require me to do it, that I could print whatever it was, 
then I took that opportunity. And once I finished with school, I was finished with handwriting. I haven't done anything in handwriting since college. And I feel liberated by it because people can actually read my printing. Yep. I don't have the finger dexterity. I write in small caps, you know, uh, all capital Mm -hmm. letters. And uh, I eat my Chinese food with my Nintendo Power Glove. (laughs) (laughs) So you're an engineer with the all caps. Yeah, exactly. My stepdad, yeah, had had the all caps. My dad writes in all caps. Just the clearest writing ever. Yeah, I like Mm -hmm. his handwriting. Everything I write is important and needs to be yelled. <laughs> but when but when you're an architect or an engineer, you're just yelling in a very tiny tiny yeah, way. I'm yelling in 112th scale, it's fine. <laughs> I'm really mad. At you. <laughs> All right, we get a uh, a voicemail. Uh, I I neglected to write down the uh, person's name, but it was a fe- I I did notice that he was talking about Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, which is nearby me. It's about an hour away from where I grew up. And my only connection to that school is that I once went and saw a Broncos hockey game there. It was pretty fun. Um, But he writes in about more public farting and an accidental public fart in a library that went very, very, very wrong. And I'm proud of myself for even talking about this because I hate fart stories. Um, So I'm moving on. (laughs) Next is an email about uh, raisins causing extreme gas. So here we go again with the fart emails. Um, I think dried fruit is a common culprit for this because it's high fiber and it's concentrated. Um, Apricots uh, have been a culprit for me before. (laughs) But craisins are great. And I also want to mention that dried cherries are amazing. Oh, yeah. I have mm-hmm. the Trader Joe's ones, and they're just... And I think those are so much better than sweetened craisins. Dried cherries mm-hmm. uh, all the way. Plenty sweet. That's a very mm-hmm. Michigander answer. I know. But they're so good. <laughs> Let's go to Tuesday, the Unfunny Valley. I mean, I wish we didn't have to go to Tuesday. I wish we could just pretend it never happened. But let's go to Tuesday. We've been talking offline. We'll give you a peek behind the curtains, listeners, about being a little less strict with our minute by minute notes of the episodes and more about embracing overarching themes and the interesting conversations we can jump off of the bigger picture and not worrying about the details. Well, Tuesday is just, just a, just a train of car after car after car of bullshit tangent. So we'll just run the train here on it and then pretend it didn't hey. happen. <laughs> uh, these are the notes I took. Let me know if I missed anything. Luke can't fit all of his nuts in his mouth. Oh. And Andrew is... He's probably not even really trying. And Andrew is peeling summer sausage skins, which leads to an aside about ASMR uh, that could be related to that. Obviously, the answer is that he should be posting videos of this on the Facebook page that Jeremy created for peeling plastic off of things. I hate that page. (laughs) See, I'm trying to subvert that page by posting things like me opening beer bottle caps. (laughs) Right. You misunderstand the premise. (laughs) Look at me sabering my champagne. Exactly. Uh, Then we get a conversation about athleisure, sort of the um, athletic wear for the common, not necessarily working out person. Um, I, 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 I think this started because Andrew really likes his Roan wear, former sponsor. Um, and I think Luke wishes that he could look good living in that kind of outfit. I don't think I missed more than that, did I? Mm, no. Okay. Just the part where my feelings were hurt all over again when Andrew talked about not wearing athletic gear for anything but something athletic, which reminded me of the almost $50 pair of shorts tonight shorts i mean super comfortable uh, proper tonight shorts yep oh and my you'd rather goodness. wear belted khakis yes just hurt me all over again cuz i right now i am wearing my tonight shorts and this this is a pair of nike basketball shorts and they've been my tonight shorts for going on 12 to 14 years i'm not even sure i mean it works pockets comfortable yep no belt yep no nonsense. That's the most important part is the no belt. That's the thing that really took it over the top for me. Yeah. With the, tonight. Uh, my favorite pair of belt. tonight shorts is uh, a pair of hockey 
workout shorts. They're just a, they're a pair of Sabres branded hockey workout shorts. And so they're clearly designed for like a skinny kid with some pads and stuff on. Mm-hmm. And instead they'd fit me a fatter man with no pads on quite nicely. Your natural pads fill out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still in, in long pants uh, territory because it's cold here. But um, mm. I have an alternating selection of um, plaid flannel soft pants with pockets. That's all nice. I need. It's all yeah. about the pockets. That's great. It's important. No belt? Uh, generally, no. Mm, Drawstring okay. on these guys. Well, that's I, different. I don't do anything yeah. with it. Actually, I pull the drawstring out of most of mine, choking hazard. And also, once it starts to slip in, I, I give up. I don't want to have to keep fishing it back out and fixing it. <laughs> Right. I really always right. forget to tie it off before I throw them in the wash and then it's lost. I should pull them out because sometimes I get a surprise cat attack in an unfortunate <laughs> location. Because mm. they're strings. Sure. Uh, Luke got a 95.3 on his cyber security test. So we're going to say that um, 19 out of 20 times he's not going to put the found thumb drive on his work computer. <laughs> I I was. Am I the only one who wanted to know which one he got wrong? Uh, I think it's got to be maybe more than one, although, I don't know, 95.3 is a strange aggregate. Yeah, that's not an even, that's not a 19 out of 20. I don't know what that is. I was rounding. I assumed you get, it's like, you know, an SATs thing. Like, he got 200 points for spelling his name correctly, and then another 200 points for entering his social security number incorrectly, and then another 200 points when he realized it wasn't the right website. Uh. There's a tangent about Wu-Tang and then Common and then Common's Microsoft commercials. And I just wrote after these messages because that's where the conversation should have happened. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, That leads to fashion in commercials uh, and conversation, including the true car guy who looks like an idiot in those commercials, but intentionally, I guess. And then the Trivago guy's evolution from homeless to moderately handsome. I, I can't picture the true car guy. I should look that up. I don't know who either of those are. Uh, the true car guys kind of got this um, nerdy suit jacket, bright color vibe. I'm not doing it real justice. Um, it's not worth following this thread. Then the Trivago guy. <laughs> Meredith, you don't know the Trivago oh, I, guy? Yeah, I got it. He's no, legendary. I think so. The Trivago guy is the guy who helps you find a hotel room, even though it looks like he hasn't spent a night in one in months. Right. <laughs> he's trying to get you a good night's sleep somewhere, and it looks like he's never had one. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, this unshaven kind of silver foxy guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's wearing a shirt with more buttons open than it has buttons somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. On to the top story. Sneeze into your elbow. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what, what was this what something people didn't know yeah we talked about this on this show and they've been teaching this to little kids for like a decade i don't understand how this is news yeah i don't understand how this was a top story and also i think it got bumped today didn't it so yeah quick probably. guys it's monday but don't sneeze until tomorrow because we don't have time to tell you where <laughs> cough pocket <laughs> Thank you for that, Mike. On to the toilet paper shortage in Taiwan, where apparently toilet paper comes in packs of folded squares instead of in rolls. I I think a toilet paper shortage, I mean, and I'm not even someone who consumes a lot of toilet paper or, sorry, consumes is wrong, mm. who uses a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> this, this, is, this should be a refugee situation. I mean, we, you should allow legal immigration from someone, you know, what if Jeremy lived in in taiwan you know wouldn't you give him asylum but okay so this is fine but doesn't every other country on earth use bidets a lot more than we do Hmm. do they not have bidets in taiwan i I don't know i've never been there yeah i'm out of my depth here yeah like i know japan's famous for having fancy toilets uh, and i know they're not the same place but i feel like that would be a good solution Mm -hmm. Yeah, Orientals, get it together. Yeah, come on. Uh, if anyone from that side of the world or an experience of that side of the world can shed some light on this for us, um, 
hold off your throw your phones. I'm not using the term Oriental. We already know that's a joke. But actual insight on the whole toilet paper thing would be great. Just just picture just picture Jeremy, you know, and he's living in Taiwan. How desperate would he be all the time? His state of mind would be he'd just be a wreck. Yeah. You know what you said. I know, I know we're only supposed to let let uh, really hot women immigrate to our our country now, but in in Jeremy's case, I would I would uh, I would make an exception because I just know his. He 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 wouldn't he he would have no quality of life in any country with any hint of a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> when you said immigration thing the first time, I thought you meant letting people go to Taiwan, but like they have to bring a tree with them. <laughs> sure, a tree tariff. Yeah. Uh, and as for Jeremy, he wouldn't survive there even if it wasn't a shortage because packs of folded squares. You're never going to be able to wrap it around your hand to make a club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, Luke still hates recycling. He doesn't understand it. What? There's not really anything to elaborate on there. He just gets overwhelmed by the uh, the labeled holes for the different garbage cans. I know this has to get under Meredith's skin, right? Big time. A, Big time. You... <laughs> it's not hard. And I do take the time. I'm I'm an Andrew in this situation. You're on the other Because I take end. the time to learn what can you know be put in your munip- municipal recycling thing and I don't put things in there that will mess up the machines and I sort it all and I wash it all and it's important to me um, and the fact that he's just like Ugh, uh, overwhelming Ugh. signs Ugh. square peg round hole <laughs> I think I've mentioned before but when we moved to Rhode Island or maybe it was after we'd been there a while but they had changed the recycling rules I I went and found the videos that the local recycling, you know, municipal whatever put out explaining this. I find them endlessly fascinating because it doubles as sort of like a factory tour of how the recycling gets sorted and all that. Also, the girl who does the narration on it's kind of cute. And so I think I've watched all of the Rhode Island recycling videos. Uh, We have to link that. I got to see that. Yeah, I could do that. Now you got me with the cute narrator. I've gotten so far, so Lincoln Park um, doesn't have their own uh, curbside recycling, so I have to take it to a recycling Mm. center, and I do that every weekend now. I load up the Subaru with garbage and sort it in the recycling center. Living in the Northwest and then in Austin, it just blows my mind that there are still places like that. I know. I couldn't believe it. Populated places where no one's picking up your recycling. That's nuts. We have a cardboard surplus in Buffalo because of the move, and some of it is not good enough to use again, but it's too much for our recycle bin. So I'm trying to figure out if there's a place I can take it. I knew growing up where the recycle center was, I can't seem to figure out where ours is. The other option is I'm just cutting up these giant boxes and week by week just feedering it out. Like I'm just filling the recycle bin every week. It's going to take me months to get rid of all this crap. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I have a small have a mountain second. of boxes from moving in the basement, and so that was my dilemma, too. It's like, I could throw these away, but that would make me feel bad, and I can't fill up the whole, you know, it would just overwhelm the trash right. bin. So I just load up the car every week. We have two recycling bins. We ordered an extra one because there was just no way we weren't able to keep up. Mm-hmm. Mostly Amazon oh, you related. Know. <laughs> There's a Tim and Eric tangent. Then there's a car talk tangent, not about the radio show, but about actual car talk. Um, And I've got two throw your phones for Tuesday. I'm going to use back to back because I think they'll go out of this topic and into the next one nicely. The first one is listener Catherine, who says carburetors haven't existed in years. And then in parentheses, at least in vehicles. But Luke knows the word, so he's going to keep using it. (laughs) I think he corrected himself a little bit later on. He kind of did. And I, yeah. I can't be hard on him on these things because I, I don't know shit all about cars. I like to go in and, and start talking about the catastrophic diverter and, and uh, <laughs> the flavonoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 220, 221, whatever it takes. And, and uh, yeah, so I can't throw shade on somebody who doesn't know shit about cars. I, not only don't I know shit about cars, I don't care to. Never did. Yep. It's like that takes up a lot of brain space. And I don't care. I don't care what kind of car I drive. I don't I don't care as long as it works. I should be in that stupid Chevy commercial. I just want a car to get me to point A from point B. Oh. 
Mike, tell me about emoji you would use to describe your passion about cars. <laughs> uh, scary crying face. I don't know. Uh, on to our three phone from listener Fred, who writes, When Andrew started playing the obnoxious birthday music for the second straight day, I unplugged my phone, rolled it down the window, and just as I was winding up to throw it, I heard Andrew say, Happy birthday from Christy to Anne Lundholm. <laughs> <laughs> so I hugged my phone instead of throwing it because I realized the nice oh. lady was actually just trolling all of us. Good call. This is the only acceptable birthday shout out that has ever existed. Yeah. I felt trolled. Oh, I yep. know that. I felt trolled. It's like, oh, how dare you? Because it seems like an endorsement from LRB. Yep. You know, like, thinking, well, the LRB people love it. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. We we love that one because we love Anne. <laughs> and we love Christy. But that is it. Yeah. All right. From there, we get an email. Kids these days can't hold pencils. Follow-up edition. Followed by some minor shame eating. Uh, and then right near the end of the show, Andrew drops a bit of a, a bomb about needing more tongue surgery. Uh, and they don't really get into it too much, just that they didn't carve it all away the first time and they're going back for more um, yeah. details to There's follow. There's got to be a story behind that. I mean, because I remember thinking at the time from the way he described it like did they was this just a biopsy or it seemed like it was kind of a half ass removal full ass biopsy right i think they were trying to take out the abnormal cells and they didn't quite get them all yeah i you know to me if we're talking about that <clears throat> surgery beforehand i would say uh like like they like when they asked me if they could keep Emily up on the rack for another couple hours and try to get 3% more of the tumor. Uh, feel free to get what you can get. Whatever you think you can get, get. You know, don't don't say, oh, well, it's prob probably these cells right here, but the I know these other ones look weird. If I'm still going to be able to talk and you can get the whole thing for sure, get it. I'm not coming back in here. I don't want to be in here. Right. Well, and I think he was very uncomfortable the whole time, so they probably got through it quickly. Oh, yeah. Remember? So yeah. this time he's going to be more sedated. <laughs> yeah. or Knock me the fuck out. Control. Take whatever yeah. you got to take, you know? It's, yeah. Oh. And I think that's about it for Tuesday. Oh, well, how could I forget? Luke plays some guitar. Sort of. Christmas time is here. <laughs> I'm not getting this drumstick back over here. Uh, and then they call Stu for the outro song because they can't remember what he wanted them to play. And it's that new Janelle oh. Monet song that I've been obsessed with all week. And uh, if you heard Friday's show, I bumped in with it just because I was listening to it so much. I figured I might as well. It's a good one. Yeah, that's it. All right, Wednesday, 2586, Clone Dog Millionaire. Um, we find out that Luke is being hired by Carrie's company to narrate an old-style educational video. I don't know what she does or what company she works for or why this is necessary, but I would like to see it when it's done, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and he is a little weirded out that they're going to pay him, and he feels bad that she may feel obligated to use it even if she doesn't like it. I have a feeling Carrie won't uh, mess around with that. Yeah, too much. she'll give him instruction. Who's a, a Troy McClure? That's who I would channel. Oh, yeah. Because he's the one who used to do all the ones in The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Andrew finds one called Sex Hygiene. Awesome title. Uh, really boring video. Oh, my God. Um, again, narrating um, uh, videos on a podcast isn't the most compelling uh, content to me. So they uh, abort that segment idea. i wish there were a way we could put a percentage on how often um the random youtube clip works on the show i mean i'd go out on a limb and just say like zero <laughs> sometimes they'll discover a gem but it's usually the gem will have nothing to do with what they were looking for so yeah it's, it's just accidental <laughs> yeah, right. exactly 
Um, Luke has got a lot of travel ahead of him. He's going to Port Townsend and then to New York City. New York City. And he talks about his complicated packing strategy that he has to uh, figure out to piggyback all these trips um, and have Carrie join him at some point, it sounds like. Um, They wonder how they're supposed to be describing TBTL and other APM shows, and they put in a promo, I guess, using the word cult, describing the tens as a cult or the show as a cult favorite. And they were shot down by the higher ups at APM saying that they don't want to use that word. That seems a little silly. Uh, Shows media is often described as having a cult following. I don't think it's that dark, but I guess this is APM. (laughs) Their lawyers are envisioning some future where Luke and Andrew get us all to murder ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) yeah they had to cancel the kool-aid party they said so that's a bummer um top story for today is that barbara streisand cloned her dog and i think she cloned it twice so that's a hundred thousand dollars worth of dog um and that sounds totally insane to me um i get the uh the attachment to a specific dog but cloning all that means is it's genetically identical it doesn't have the same experiences it's not going to have the same personality it's a real weird um impulse i think once you understand what cloning is which andrew seems to really not because he doesn't even understand that the gender would end up being the same <laughs> i wrote that was great whoa that was great it's exactly this is an exact copy except it has a lot of different parts yeah it's totally different chromosomes somehow um I, you know, I'm very attached to my animals, obviously, and I would never clone one of them. Not even even yeah. if it was free, I wouldn't do it. Um, there's lots of good reasons to and and to not do that. Luke was saying, "Oh, why not? If you have the money, oh, because you know we're killing thousands of animals in shelters every year. Like, why create another one for no right. reason?" And I think it's fun to like learn the personalities of your dogs. Like when our other dogs died, we got these dogs, and I didn't realize how what huge variants in personalities there are and different breeds and their traits and and all that yeah and so there are things that you unique things about them that you love uh yep. different from one another so it is mm-hmm. an experience and um they they talked over that a little bit but i this is just r- rich people being ridiculous i think <laughs> right um andrew complains about 3d glasses that i was barely listening at this point so i think this is i don't know how this came up but um he was mad that the 3d glasses don't cover regular glasses and that 3d movies are generally underwhelming i would agree um luke said the last 3d movie he saw was avatar so (laughs) it's not catching on with them too much and then they uh get real um hipstery about preferring film over digital recordings and i really i don't think i notice or care I think it, the content is more important to me, you know. Sure. How the artist wants to present it, that's that's fine, but it, you know, the story or the content is what's going to make or break it for me. It's not like, oh, this is I can't this looks so digital. I'm out, you know. Yeah, it's, it's true that CGI hipster. can look really lame, but we're we haven't yeah. perfected that yet. Yeah, I don't see a lot of movies that require CGI, so yeah. so that that has, has been bothering me. All right, uh, Thursday, 2587, real, real, real fast. Luke is in Chicago. Andrew made some chicken soup. Um, BatchCon is about to start when Andrew drops his girlfriend and Rachel Bell off at the airport after the show, and he will be kicking it to Kixie Light, 880 a.m. in Seattle, which... um, Wow. <laughs> That's how you get down when your wife's out of town. All right, buddy. You go for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me just, I because I've been living BatchCon intermittently for the last couple of weeks. Um, right, yeah. I, I will say just how depressing this is. Um, the other day, <laughs> I realized there were clean dishes in the dishwasher at the house in Pawtucket. I realized that they had been in the dishwasher clean for two weeks and that the only dish in the sink that hadn't been washed was a fork. Because that's <laughs> I had eaten one meal in the house yeah. that wasn't complete takeout. And um, it was like a frozen, uh, not one of the healthy frozen meals. And I had just eaten it with the fork and then, th- and then you know, recycled the plastic container in the box. And, you wild man. Yeah. Welcome to BatchCon, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. 
All right, Luke goes to a quote-unquote divey steakhouse and has a spinach egg soup that uh, looks amazing. I looked up a recipe for this soup and shared it with Emily, and we will be having this soup very soon. Um, either one of you had this thing where you you cook the egg? Is it stracciatelle or something? Yeah. That's great. Stracciatelle. Yeah. I can't wait for you to tell us in great detail how you made the stock and then prepared the ingredients and then made the soup and then ate the soup. I won't be making any fucking stock. I tell you that. Right <laughs> um, Andrew makes uh, some bouillon, drinks it out of a cup, and this seems to, disturbing to Luke. It's people have been doing it forever, so shouldn't be too disturbing. The challenge uh, winners are they were announced on that day? Yes, I, actually, they announced them on on Thursday. And they talk about who the number two finisher, Allie uh, M, who got 234. That's amazing. People to listen to that show. Yeah. And uh, number one was Jamie with 246. Uh, So it looks like they're going to be going to Mississippi to Mm -hmm. do the show. Now, um I'm I'm glad all all these people got exposed to the show, but I, I sort of felt weird about the one where they played it over the over the intercom. I don't know who who did that, but I mean somebody played it over the intercom at their school or somewhere like that. At like a but, diner or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And they got like twenty some people or something. I don't know. I'm getting all the details wrong, but but I was just thinking like if I really really want to win the contest, you know, like. Do you just break into the communications section of the prison, you know, Andy <laughs> Dufresne style, and play it over the loudspeakers, and then walk around the compound later and take shots? You know, yeah, all thirteen hundred of these guys listen to this show. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I'm happy. I'm happy for everyone involved because it sounds like everyone's being cool and good sports and. And everyone is. Hmm, I did have a note later this week about about an email that came in about this, but we'll we'll get to that in good time. But uh, congratulations, Jamie, and and Ali, great job. And we also Alex, I think is one of our listeners, was on the top ten at twelve. And then uh, Kenny, I think, is also an LRB listener, and he came in with twenty six people. So nice job by them. The talk about forced audio, which I was just uh, referring to as well, um, leads to the talk about Zeke's Pizza Remote, where they ha- they set up and they were they were uh, loudspeakering as they were doing their show in Zeke's Pizza before even probably the original ten of listeners were listening mm-hmm. to to them on the radio yet. So there was no chance of anybody showing up. Um, it is, it, you do have to do that stuff though, when you're a restaurant and you offer something through an advertiser or something, you have to cap it. Even if, it, even if the people who are being, um, capped know they're like, ugh, rolling their eyes, 150 slices. Yeah. You don't worry about it. But uh, as the business owner, you got to cap that shit because you never know. It could be some, could be Logan Paul. You've never heard of his name before, but <laughs> then he says your business's name on one of his stupid videos and then you're destroyed. All right. Uh, Andrew recalls a. a <laughs> this is a great story. I can't believe we haven't heard it before. He and his sister were with their parents at a pizza parlor they went to every Friday night, and for some reason, on a particular Friday night, there was there was a some some dirty jokes, and someone brought out a, a dildo, uh, in clear view of the children, and then so the. Uh, Walsh is left in a huff. I've really enjoyed that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they never went back. That's crazy. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't uh, want to break out a dong in a family restaurant, even no. a fake one. I get that. The quote from Andrew was a special night at Denny's. Right. <laughs> Which could be the title yeah, of Denny's the story that that guy is starting with the, uh, the uh, phallus apron set up. Oh, try the sausage. Um, There's a Bellingham restaurant slash brew pub that shows violent kung fu movies. Uh, Fuck that place. (laughs) Trying to be all cool with your fucking kung fu movies. 
Um, there is uh, no top story, of course. Sorry, Ann. Uh, there's a shout-out discussion. Um, they're still vacillating on what they want to do. It seems like they are steering away from it being a shout-out place and just limit it to a birthday place because they don't want to devalue the dazzling donor uh, mentions, which I think they finally found a reasonable place because, yeah, that was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe. I spend months and months forgetting and then minutes and minutes remembering that I get to make them say anything I want once a year. <laughs> and I pay for that. And I I cherish that benefit as something that normally wouldn't happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just uh, make the make the gift if you want that. That'd be a, a great birthday gift, a tax-deductible birthday gift or whatever, shout-out gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're lucky, though. Like, I give at that level, and they've never um, <laughs> read anything or said my name. So Yeah, you know. <laughs> Good luck. Someday they'll never remember you. It's all right. No, they won't. Yeah. All right, uh, Dr. Rachel, this is a uh, an email. Um, she says that... Uh, Due to altitude um, of the airplane, gas is more frequent but less vile, uh, meaning it's, it's forcing out some innocent farts from you. And that makes sense to me. I don't know. Have they done the studies, Meredith? I don't think so. Frequency slash vileness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be done. Those are measurable things. You could measure the sulfuric compounds in farts. But you'd have to put a bunch of people on a plane and collect their farts. And I don't know who's funding that. <laughs> Throw a slanket over everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just squeeze it out later. Uh, can you get a can you get a graduated <laughs> slanket? Can it measure? <laughs> it that, turns maybe that's color. what we should all wear on planes is a slanket mixed with that uh those magic charcoal underpants that that, that's that filter brilliant. farts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Charcoal filter slankets. Oh, Meredith has ideas. Meredith, are you high right now? <laughs> no. Surprisingly. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks. All right. Uh, someone Andrew used to know said, drier than a popcorn fart. I didn't know that if popcorn farts were, were dry, but good to know. Good to know if after you've had popcorn, you've got to make like a coin flip decision on a on a public fart. Whether to trust yeah. it or not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did have that popcorn this afternoon. I'm all right. Let fly. <laughs> there's a there's a voicemail. No, more farts. Sorry. Um, someone who thought that they were going to sneak off a fart in a empty aisle at Target, but then just it ripped so loudly <laughs> that it stole a young boy's innocence. This was pretty funny. I hate fart stories, and this made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm imagining the look on the kid's face. I'm like, am I going to tell somebody about Do I need to see an adult? You know, it's like. Hmm. And did she say she was very pregnant too? Oh, no. Oh, now I feel really bad for her. That sucks. You know, but the thing about her being really pregnant is she could just walk in, do that, have a conversation with you right through it, and then just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally normal. Right. Totally normal. But, uh, you know, I just heard her getting into the, even even when I already knew it was going to be a bad scene, I felt the jubilation of finding that empty aisle, you know, when you're like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you don't and, have to crop dust anyone. Right, right, right. right. So um, let's see. Let's see it, except for the novelty aprons. Luke starts just reading out the different novelty apron saying so there are a lot of funny ones i had a girlfriend in college who well it's this is not her fault it's her mother's fault her mother went on vacation brought us back souvenirs and the souvenir she brought me was a t-shirt that said the man with an arrow pointing up and the legend with an arrow pointing down oh god no (laughs) and this is you know theoretically potential future mother-in-law territory <laughs> mm-hmm. yikes uh yeah i uh never wore that t-shirt but it's basically mm-hmm. i'm sure that that exists printed on one of these aprons i if i saw someone wearing that i would say but where's the myth <laughs> <laughs> which one's a lie yeah exactly mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. i i 
was tempted to order Andrew the sausage apron, though. <laughs> he does love his sausage. All right, Friday, 2588. He's the one you call Dr. Nuance. Um, that was a great bit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke nailed that. This wasn't a bad episode. It just, there wasn't a lot to say about this episode. First, the guys talk about how the week is totaled. So they're setting the bar real low on our expectations for this week. Though I think Andrew right. mentioned he thought Monday was okay. Yeah, he, he defended Monday. Yeah. Uh, we get into some sky jinks uh, because Luke had to fly United with no status. Um, and uh, he's right. Uh, honestly, I, you know, I, I don't always come to Luke's side in the entitled etiquette argument. But um, when he's flying for business, I assume he didn't book himself on a United flight. And didn't even pay the extra whatever to get upgraded to a decent seat. Um, he probably should have put his foot down and said, no, you can't fly me cattle class on a United flight uh, halfway across <laughs> the, the country. The headphone line was my favorite. He dropped his headphones up. Well, <laughs> they're gone. I mean, I've been there. I'm a bigger guy than, yeah, me too. than he is. But you I'll just, never get those back. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Based on what's on that floor, depending on when during the day your flight is, I'm not sure I want them back in my beer in my ears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I dropped an AirPod on an airplane. Oh, that was a disaster. I was like, well, first of all, it's gone. Second of all, this seat, I'm too, you know, my torso is too long for me to bend over and 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 try to find it. And so I just was like, well, you know, I was spent the whole flight resigning myself to the fact that it was gone forever, and. um when everybody stood up, I, I, I stuck my head down and it was right there and it was fine. Well, thankfully everybody else's shit is in the way. So there's nowhere for it to go. Yeah. There's so exactly. little open floor space for it to roll away. Since we're already on uh sky jinx woo. Let's, I mean, it's later in the show, but we'll, we, we could talk about it now. I think it was the top story. It was about whether or not, well, well the top story was, um everyone pretty much everyone that seemed like not the most professional statement pretty much you know it's not a very factual uh, pretty much everyone our spokesman said pretty much everyone threw up um (laughs) that that the flight was that bad okay so then the question that luke was asking was would you wait 30 minutes would you rather wait 30 minutes to get vomit off the plane or get on the plane and and they can serve vomit as the um, as the in-flight I'll meal I'll and wait. you still want to be on time yep no way i'll wait no way i'll wait um yeah he's probably the only one luke who made the say yes to that luke made the point about how people are going to miss their connecting flights if they have to wait an hour not everyone schedules their connections that tight right yeah. i mean Especially if I'm flying. Yeah, I don't think everyone was as upset as him about, about that deal. Yeah. Especially if I'm flying United in the back of the plane. I'm going to go ahead and give that a three-hour layover because <laughs> I know I'm fucked. <laughs> You're going to slip on somebody's vomit or on their headphones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to I mean, get off the plane. Quite quite sincerely, I mean, I, I certainly try to fly the same couple of airlines as much as possible now that I'm flying a lot for the sake of points and things like that, but... I think I'll go out of my way to avoid a couple of carriers, and, and they are one of them. And I'm sorry to anyone who's United Loyal who might be listening. Please feel free to change my mind <laughs> or try. No, nobody over six foot is is going to be yeah. United Loyal. So no. if we lose some short fellas, that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Big Mood is the new thing kids are saying on the Twitter. I'd never heard it. Meredith? Mm, no. I'm okay with it because we got the spoof about something being medium mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I got a good Andrew laugh. Andrew surprisingly that. stays on top of crap like that. Yeah. I I don't know. I, Memes and such. Extra has flown right by me. We're not still saying things are extra now. <laughs> I hope not. I didn't get a chance to. I feel like I missed the boat. I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> oh, no. You should have done it at least once. Better than have regret your whole life. I know. Uh, on to uh, snow parking spot talk, which I feel like we've talked about on TPTL before. Maybe we haven't, but I, I'm just surrounded by this here. Uh, I'm broadcasting from the day job studios today in Brighton, and this is a classic example of a neighborhood where if you dig out a spot on the street, 
you're absolutely going to put a shitty old chair in it and you will absolutely fuck with someone's car if they take your spot. Yep. I doubt a lot of people are doing things like um, putting the Leonardo DiCaprio cut out. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it happened or whatever, but I wouldn't put anything out there that someone might want. You know? Yeah, you put like a junky old uh, lawn chair or a, a cone or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not something that some, you know, some lady might go, ooh, I'd like to have this. Leo. <laughs> in the rumpus room. And just king of the tuck world. It, tuck it under her arm and get gone. What lady are you talking about that has a rumpus room and a crush on Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> you sound very judgmental, Bobby. I love you. You know that. Uh, so, yeah, don't take somebody's parking spot if they dug it out. That's uh, that's just etiquette. Buffalo was never really like that because the parking wasn't ever – I mean, it was tight in some neighborhoods, but it wasn't that kind of tight. And also, the plowing is so on point in a place like Buffalo mm-hmm. where it's alternate street parking and you don't fuck with it. Um, but in a place like Boston where they don't have to plow that much that often, I think that's the formula that really kills it. The streets are so narrow cause they're all old horse paths and stuff. Um, there's just no getting a plow through. So you really, Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Someone's got, we need some coconuts. Yeah. Uh, all I have is my chest. Somebody, <laughs> you're, you're wearing a coconut bra. I used to have a couple coconuts, but they're mostly gone. Well, it's good for you. Those cheddar bays. Uh, Andrew wants notes printed that say your SV is not a compact car, butthead. (laughs) Oh, Texas. This was something I noticed immediately when I moved to Texas is that the biggest of cars would would pretend that they were compact. (laughs) Yeah. They'll just sit. They'll just go to the compact car spots. They don't care. And that takes up essentially three spaces yeah yeah because neither neither you can't park comfortably next to them in either one of the spaces even if you have a compact car because they're hanging over the side yep you can't see you know it would cost almost nothing to get a giant sleeve of business cards printed with this on it i i do so much printing for work through like these super cheap gang run online printers where they run like five thousand at a time of things and for for probably 40 bucks we could get a lifetime supply of these cards I wonder if mm-hmm. I should just get them and then any listeners who want them just send me a, an envelope and I'll just fill it with a stack of them and send it back. We could just start filling the world with your SUV is not a compact car, butthead cards. Meredith, since I moved to Texas, um, just backing out of a, of a parking space, it's, I mean, it feels dangerous every time mm-hmm. because I'm in a car and everyone else is, vehicle is three times the height so i'm i'm often just backing out very slowly just well i i sure hope there's nobody coming because i'm not going to know until i can see you you know steamroll me yeah it's a vehicle cold war (laughs) it's something else uh that's oh well no, we have. There's more car talk. There is more car talk. We have the. Uh, I wasn't going to let this entitled etiquette uh, moment <laughs> right Thank roll you. by. Uh, Luke finds himself in a Freddy's parking lot, Fred Meyer parking lot, at some later point in the evening, eight nine o'clock, I think, is what he described, and he noticed that there were six uh, electric car charge stations that were not being used, and they're course very close to the entrance of the store and he decides to that that's okay and he does it and he justifies it and um okay even even in a world where i found that sort of thing to be acceptable in any way like okay go ahead you know do it it was eight or nine o'clock at freddy's park parking spots were not going to be you know this is not a full lot that he's avoiding by parking in the electric space right by the he door. He just wanted a close spot. He just wanted the closest spot. He wanted to maximize mm-hmm. his spot, super possess the parking lot at Freddy's. I'm sure there was a pretty decent spot somewhere somewhere not too far at 8 or 9 o'clock in the evening. You entitled jerk. I'll say it. Agreed. All right. Indeed. Um... He did talk about how uh, he doesn't get as upset 
anymore by people being mean to him or or in this case uh car hollering at him for at the at the extension of a bmw owner and i'm glad he pointed that out because i am right on right on uh agreement with that bmw owners are in general the worst i mean they're really terrible people that drive other cars but the batting average for bmws is really high for mm-hmm. douchebags mm-hmm. um the only the only thing since i'm on the train to negative town i just wanted to point this out for for uh, our grammar heads out there when andrew said that he was being a boorish pig he said oh well, that's redundant no no thank you boorish isn't about being a boar or a wild boar and even even if it were even if it were a boorish pig might describe some particular type of pig you know yeah, he's very boorish creatures. right right so it is it, is, it isn't even that redundant if you think it is if you know what i'm saying so i had to point that out before we go to i'll tap lightly now Housekeeping. You skipped. Uh, you skipped music for your weekend. Oh, God forbid! No, please. You <laughs> tell us what the music for your weekend. And also, was. did we cover the uh, electric? You, you had to look it up. The reserved electric car spots in Wallingford on Andrew Street for the people running the extension cord to the street. <laughs> That's. Uh, <laughs> boy, oh boy! Uh, assholes. Um, why don't we put a poll up? Uh, are those people who run the extension cords to the street and reserve the spots right in front of their house um entitled assholes or other i don't know what the other category is for that survey i i don't think they have to be an entitled asshole because luke is very entitled but not necessarily an asshole well that's true and i applaud them for wanting to do the whole electric car thing i guess but they don't have the lifestyle for it to do that. That would be a deal right. breaker. Yeah. If I was parking on the street, I'd be like, well, I guess I can't have an electric car. Yep. Yeah. Now, again, they were saying, you know, if the city wanted to sanction those spots as electric car charging spots and set it up, then I guess that would be different. And probably there should be more of those. And Wallingford seems like a perfectly reasonable place to start. Yeah. But uh, it's not. So get over yourself, electric car driver. Music for your weekend. Uh, Andrew brings Super Organism with Everybody Wants to Be Famous. Luke brings the Dandy Warhols with All the Money or the Simple Life. And Shannon the Aging DJ brings Proteins, Puberty. Puberty by Proteins. Uh, and now, Mike. <laughs> okay. Now, Mike, you can knock. Wow. Housekeeping again. Uh, hello? Are you in there? Hello? All right, buy stuff from us. Our merchandise is at 10710.com slash shop. You can help Christy out with the archive project. Just uh, shoot her an email. Um, You can buy stuff from uh, Amazon link through littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. And earbuds and earworms this week. I haven't heard it yet, but um, should be up. By the time you hear this, songs about animals this week. I racked my brain. I could not could not think of a, a good one. Uh, the only thing that ever came to mind to me was Wildfire, which is a really sad song about the 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 uh horse that that runs away in the snow. Anyway, big seventies song. I didn't want to depress anyone with that. And then Boris the Spider, who's technically not an animal. He's an arachnid, so <laughs> There is a song by Aesop Rock called Kirby, and it's about his cat, and I love it. And I should have submitted that to Amy. Shame on me. I was just thinking I really like the Bishop Briggs song, Wild Horses, and should have submitted it. So, sorry, Amy, you're going to hear this and then realize that we are terrible (laughs) listeners to your show and that we don't contribute. (laughs) And we're sorry. Uh, And yet, if you still want to get involved with our show... (laughs) 
You can go to littleredbandwagon.com and you can send us your throw or hug your phone moments at throwyourphone.com. Visit us on Facebook, our page, or maybe the Stens page. Who cares? Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And most importantly, you can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, Bobby, why don't you get us out of here? Oh, sure. Until next time, this... Right here is the next party. I love you, Jen. Nailed it. They get everything in text. It's 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 huge. <laughs> the one by my house where I live is actually one of the smaller stores, but it's just because it's very cold where I live. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything you need. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Customers are satisfied. Yeah, exactly. No complaints. <laughs>